I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, it is a preview Friday. The Bucks come to town on Sunday. Get us all caught up from the Washington City Paper. Matthew Paris, how are you? Not the City Paper, the Washington Times. The Washington Times. Had Troy on uh, Tuesday. I got uh, okay. you know, but from the Washington Times is Matthew Paris. Matthew, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, you would think that I know that. I, I did not go back and do great research on the subject, but I believe that you have been on the show more than anybody else. Really? Yeah, this I, is, think, I, think I think you've been on four or five times now between football and basketball. Yeah. I, I think Scott Abraham is at three or four. I yeah, I think, I think this is my third because I remember doing one with you and uh, Pooh and um, another time before that, so. Okay. Uh, your bye week. Did you enjoy it? How did you spend it? Yeah, it was still pretty busy. I mean, just because, uh, you know, just because Washington had off. But I was in Baltimore, actually. I was doing a Kirk, I did a Kirk Cousins column and how the situation in Minnesota is very similar to the one here and how just kind of the same questions and conversations about Cousins' career persist, even though he's long gone from this place now. Uh, the lore of Kirk Cousins will reign forever in the minds of those that wanted him and uh, and those that just did not want him. Right. There was no middle ground, I don't think, for that. Uh, Matthew, there's been no – dawned on me the other day, we haven't heard about the name change in a while. I, I'm guessing they're, they're excited about that. For a while there, it was interesting. They were putting out, like, the making the rebrand videos, and I don't know if people got too – agitated by them i just know we haven't heard anything about it in a while what, i mean what is it do you know anything about that yeah i think they're just they're it's because they're nearing the goal line i think you know they're getting ready for the the unveiling of it in 2022 and you know they've said that they've been designing final brands and you know logos and stuff like that for the final names there are three or four names i think that they've said they've considered it's likely that they probably have the name but they haven't you know said anything or they're narrowing it down um but you know ever since i think the last time it was really like you know in the news cycle was when tanya snyder went on uh, adam Schefter's podcast right. and she said that there were he asked if these were the eight names she said yes there was oh no she didn't say that yes she did you know there was a back and forth there that made it confusing, but ever since then, it's been kind of all quiet on that front. You guys are still not in the locker room. I know you have more access. I'm curious. I think I have an understanding, but I think a lot of the viewers won't. And it, it made me think today because of this Chase Young stuff, right? Yeah. So is the Chase Young stuff a big deal? No, but I wonder if you guys not being able to get into the locker room, you know, maybe if you're in the locker room, right, you can get a guy going, or an eye roll that maybe you don't see now to be a better judge. Tell the folks exactly what you guys miss out by not being able to get in the locker room and, and actually see these guys like that. Yeah, you know, it, it's been like, I love to use the locker room for getting a guy's opinion real quick on something or, you know, getting like bouncing around from guy to guy to say like, let's say I'm writing a story on Chase Young. It's a lot harder to grab say Deron Payne for a few minutes like I'd have to request him 
And then if I'm requesting him now one-on-one, then I'm likely missing someone else. Um, I think of a story I wrote in the off season that I really would have loved to use like locker room for, or just even open availability thing. But like Kyle Allen is a big bachelor fan. Okay. And so he's a, a fan of the reality, that reality TV show. And, you know, I asked, Hey, what do your teammates think about this? But if I have locker room access, I could just easily go up to guys and it's not worth, it's not worth necessarily asking a receiver you know, through a formal interview request, hey, can I talk to you about Kyle Allen's television viewing habits? And then there's also stuff that, besides features, that are just helpful to know um, in locker room, just pulling a guy off to the side and being like, hey, what went wrong with that play? I'm not necessarily writing it, but you can get a little bit closer to the truth or the mood of the team. I, I think you can gauge a lot more in the locker room and having those private conversations with guys than it, what, it what do you think the mood is of the team right now? Yeah, you know, I think it's a little weird. You know, I think they're refreshed from the bye week, but they've been frustrated. There's not – well, does it ultimately make a difference of saying, we've got to fix these mistakes right now, we've got to go do this, there's urgency? I, I just haven't seen a lot of guys like really, you know, pound the table saying like, we've got to get these mistakes corrected. They've said they have to make mistakes corrected, but, you know, I think of the Broncos and how they were coming into Washington or, you know, before they faced Washington, I think Von Miller called it a must win or or something like that. Like there's no really like urgency. We've got to do this compared to maybe some other teams, but I, I also don't, just because that's missing, I don't know how much of a big I don't I don't really put a lot of stock in that either, you know. It was all Ron we trust last year. And he's made some moves so far for looking at the halfway mark. You brought that up, makes me think of a guy like Ryan Kerrigan. You know, like do you think a guy like that is missed on that team? Is Ryan Kerrigan tearing the league up for the Eagles? No, he's not. Do I think he'd have gotten major snaps here? No, I don't, but Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't weren't the didn't Young and Kerrigan have their lockers right next to each other? Do you, do you think they're missing a, a guy like that with all that experience and maturity? Yeah, you know, I do think they're missing some veteran voices just to be able to do that. Like, I, I think Kerrigan, especially when you look at Montez Sweat's injury, you would really like a guy like Ryan Kerrigan for sure. that rather than James Smith Williams or. Casey Twohill or Shaka Tony, whoever plays in front of or in place of Sweat. But, you know, Smith Williams also has more sacks than Kerrigan this year. So who knows? But to, well, we'll to get your, to that. I'm excited yeah. about Smith Williams' season. Yeah. To your overall point, though, yeah, I think they are kind of missing that veteran standout voice. I mean, I think the closest things to that are Jonathan Allen is always consistent for that. Landon Collins, I think, is close to that vocal role, but he has taken a lesser role with the team. And then Terry McLaurin would be your – Terry McLaurin and Chase Young are the two verbal leaders for, you know, offense, Terry, defense, Chase. But they're still young. They brought in two Martins in the offseason. Do you have a grasp on what the front office looks like with those two guys and Ron being – basically, you know, president of football ops. I mean, he's the top of the food chain, but what are these guys doing? Who makes the decision? Like, who makes the decision on a kicker? Do we know that? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, in terms of 
that I don't necessarily I think it's like a brain trust decision of I mean how it's been explained is that Marty Herney is you know he has his he's not the general manager but he's more of the road guy he'll go out and really likes the road like he was at um the Pittsburgh UNC game yeah just the other night whereas Martin Mayhew is you know the one in the office hammering out the details that sort of thing but you know Martin Mayhew travels too he's been to all the road games and that sort of thing so you know he's still pretty involved it just it's a collective brain trust that reports to Ron and Ron is really the ultimate decision maker besides, you know, Dan Snyder, he signs off on it, but um, it, it's really, they all report to Ron and Ron has final say. It's, it'll be interesting to see if it works. I, I don't know that it's worked a lot of times this way, uh, but I, I mean, we'll see. I'm going to give them the opportunity to do it. The, some of the big, the um, let's get to Curtis Samuels. He's not going to play again. Are they going to shut him down? I mean, this is another one of these rumors are flying that it wasn't handled right. And there's no training staff per se. First of all, Chris Baker was on said how small these training staffs are. It blew my mind. But I mean, what, what's the plan with Samuels? And will you follow also Ben Juice has a concussion again? Yeah. So uh, we'll hit Samuel first. Samuel met with the doctors this week to get another opinion on his groin. The groin obviously has been bothering him since late May. Rivera said that, you know, they're not shutting him down just yet, that he's still optimistic that he can play. But of course, Rivera is an optimistic person in general. He said coming out of the bye week, he hoped Samuel would return and that hasn't been the case. So with him, I'm in a believe it when I see it stage. I've been like that for a while, but, you know, we haven't asked Rivera about whether surgery is going to be needed for Rivera for Samuel or anything like that, because we saw the way he reacted the first time, <laughs> but you know, we haven't brought that up again. Maybe it's worth asking in a few weeks if it continues, but you know, right now I think things are really the status quo for Curtis Samuel and that status quo is just, he's not practicing. He's not playing and they're just kind of trying to ease him into this, but that really hasn't worked. As for Benjamin St. Juice, um, yeah, so what happened there is it looks like he uh, suffered another concussion in practice this week. According in practice. To yeah, so that's what Nikki Javala, colleague at the Washington Post, she reported. Um, he started feeling symptoms on Thursday. They listed him out with an illness, but now after the symptoms worsened, um, they put him in, back into the protocol. Which so is two for him, right? That's two for him this season. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's a little worrying because – I think of his rookie year who had a promising rookie season and then was derailed by concussions was actually Monte Nicholson. I don't know if you remember how well sure. Nicholson played his rookie year until, you know, even outside the legal troubles that Nicholson had later on in his career. Um, he was slowed down by injuries for sure. Short, uh, Sheriff and Cosme appear ready to return. Did, yeah. Was there, before, before you answer that, was there any movement on Sheriff are you surprised they didn't trade him? No, I'm not surprised. I mean, 18 million is a lot to take on to um, a thing. And, you know, Rivera refers to Sheriff as a franchise cornerstone, and they would like to work out a deal there. I mean, at least that's what they said publicly. Again, I'll believe it when I see it. But, you know, I, I think that they weren't eager to look to get off his number or anything like that. And teams weren't. You know, trying to 
I, I don't think that there was anything close with that. And so, um, yeah, he's good to go. He wasn't even on the injury report by the end of the day. He wasn't questionable. Sam Cosme is questionable with the ankle. It looks like he's going to play. I'd be surprised if he didn't, but Cosme did refer to it as day by day, and we'll have to see how he feels. But you know, sounds I, like I, another week for Logan, or you think he'll be yeah, back? Yeah, another no, no, another week at least. You know, he wasn't. Rivera said today that it's the type of injury that you would want to see him practice at least a couple of days in a row, but he hasn't even returned to practice technically yet because um, he's been on the side field. What happened too there is they worked him out on Monday. They like really scaled up his workload to see if he could handle it. And he came back a little sore the next day. And so they've been like trying to ease um, his plan. And so he hasn't taken the field. He hasn't practiced since like, you know, he's still technically on injured reserve, but, once he's off it, they can activate him off it and then they have 21 days, but they're not even to that stage of it yet. So okay. um, it looks like he's at least another week away. Maybe we'll see how he is next week. The other big acquisition that's been a little nicked up, uh, um, William Jackson III, uh, at the halfway point, not what they expected, not what he expected, not what you or I expected. It feels like, and it's all over my Twitter page, that they continue to try to pound a square peg into a round hole. What what does the coaching staff say about where the disconnect is on, I thought they were going to bring them in to play more man. They haven't done that. Yeah. I mean, they've tried some man, but it's just the way that they even, even that when they play man, the way that they've asked him to play it is a little bit different technique wise than what he's used to in Cincinnati. They just teach things a different way. And I think he's really struggled to adapt to that type of teaching he's just it looks a little bit uncomfortable for him and I think the thing with him is he's so worried about making a mistake at times then he ends up actually making mistakes I think he's thinking too much through it um and he said told me one time with that defensive line that he would never line up further than five yards off the line of scrimmage and shove people and it feels like we line up in the secondary 10 yards off the ball a lot it's frustrating yeah, I mean, they like zone there. That that was they had success with that last year, obviously. And you know, they Rivera has always had a really zone heavy team, even dating back to Carolina. And so that's kind of his preference there. But it's not, you know, it, it hasn't been a great fit so far. I think they've said that he's getting better. We'll see if this injury has allowed to given him the chance to reset. You know, he's missed the last two games, so play Sunday. And so it's still coming along, but yeah, it reminds me a lot of I made this comparison in training camp, but with Josh Norman and, um, you know, right. Josh Norman not having the same natural fit last, or, you know, Washington coming from Carolina. And now it seems it's kind of the opposite where Jackson is struggling to fit in. The other one, I don't know if you've seen this, the PFF numbers are out and people are talking about it. And I, I know the numbers are what the numbers are. That's fine. But the, the numbers suggest last year Chase Young was significantly better playing left end than he was right end. Have they given a reason why they continue to play him at right end this year? Um, yeah, no, you know, it's – I think they, they have varied it. They have switched it up here and there. I mean, him going against left tackles is – he struggled a lot with that at the beginning of the season with Rashawn Slater and stuff. So by switching him – on the right side, you know, to go against the right tackle. Or, let's see, am I switching? Am I mi- mixing the directions? I think I did. But, um, 
no, I mean, they just have really varied it up and Chase Young's hasn't said they've had a preference or anything like that. I think Chase Young's bigger issue more so than the sides is that he just hasn't handled the, the extra attention as well, the double teams, chippers, and he hasn't stayed as patient as Rivera would have liked. So I don't know necessarily if it's one side or the other. I think maybe there's too much focus on that where it's the other stuff that is kind of slowing down his production. Let's, uh, let's get you to put on, uh, you know, your thinking cap and looking in the future. I got a couple of things I'm curious about. Uh, will we see Reeves get any action this year? Uh, I think it would take an injury or two. I mean, remember they have Derek Forrest as well. Derek Forrest is above him on the depth chart, right? Yeah. So yeah. Cause Reeves isn't even on the active roster. He's on the practice. Uh, it's spot, crazy so. to me. It would have to take another injury or two. I mean, we haven't even seen Deshaies Everett at this point. So yeah. I think there's an uphill climb for Reese to, to get anything. Do you think they will draft a quarterback in the first round or go a Matt Ryan type guy again next year? Well, honestly, if Matt Ryan is available, they should go after him. I mean, I've said Matt that Ryan repeatedly. Is, I agree. Matt Ryan is, that was my preferred option even over Stafford last year, to be honest. Um, Matt Ryan has had a really great season as well. Always been kind yeah. of a Matt Ryan guy. But um, besides that, you know, I think, they'd really have to fall in love with the guy to draft someone in, like that high. I mean, I think they'll definitely look at their options. This isn't a great quarterback class, but I mean, you know, just like at the Pittsburgh game, that had two top quarterbacks, Sam Howell and, and yeah. on the Pittsburgh kids. name. I like right the now. kid from Pickett. I like Pickett, the I kid from Pitt a lot. And um, so, you know, they're doing their due diligence. It's just whether it, um, you know, pans out. Are you more surprised about the lack of production from the defensive line or more impressed by how well the offensive line has played? Um, I would have said the offensive line, but I think the injuries in the last few weeks have kind of caught up to them. So I'll go the defensive line, but I would say I'm more surprised just more so by Chase Young because if you look at the interior, the interior of the defensive line has been awesome. Jonathan yes. Allen has had a great season. Ron Payne yep. has been pretty impressive as well. And even Monta Sweat, you know, that's four, he has four sacks. That's not nothing. And they've been able to generate pressure. I think the defensive line has been coming along steadily. Um, I just think, you know, with Young, it's, it's about time to, to start producing at a higher level than he is. I know one of the great things I love talking to you about is because I know you cover both the sports. So, Better chance that the Wiz get to 50 wins this year or a Washington football team winning another five games this year? <laughs> um, well, let me think about that. So they'd, be, they'd have to finish seven and 10. You know that? I, I kind of think I would go with Washington, like the, the football team, just because. I was thinking about this all day. It's an interesting. I, question. That's a great question. I'm going to pose that to. Please feel gonna, free. Yeah, I'm going to propose. I'm going to propose. Uh, I'm going to ask Ben Sandig that because he loves to talk to Wizards as well. Um, yeah, you know, I think I would go with the football team only because I, you know, I just don't think the Wizards. I think the Wizards are like legitimate. I just think it's so hard to clear 50 wins, especially in the East and the way it is. Um, you know, the last time they started out seven and three, they or eight and three, even they finished with 46 wins. So I think and that's why I got the papers mixed up. We had Troy on to talk basketball the other day. Yeah. I think he said it's been 40 years yeah. 
It has. They've won or had won 50 games. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't think they're going to clear that mark, but I, I do think they're going to have a nice season, but yeah, I would, I would choose the football team. You would say, all right, maybe they beat Las Vegas. They beat Carolina, even maybe not now with Cam, but, and then they steal a couple NFC East games at the end to get to, to seven, but that I would put long odds on both. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the, the the over under number you you could have gotten for uh, Wizards was really like they right, had a low. Yeah. You could have gotten a nice Please, number there. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap with this, Matthew. And I appreciate you coming on today. Um, if they pull out a win on Sunday, how do they do it? Um, you know, I just think Brady will really have to have an off day of just really looking like forty four years old. I mean, Antonio Brown's not going to play. I think Chris Godwin has to be inactive for them as well. He's questionable right now. I just think it'll take a real performance from Tampa Bay, really just crapping the bed um, and, you know, generating pressure. We've seen in the past when Brady is effective, uh, that sort of thing. And then I think Taylor Heineke, you know, he's going to have to recreate um, some of that playoff magic from last year. And you be think we'll see Kyle him. Allen this year? I do. Yeah. I, I don't think Ron Rivera wants to do it. I mean, I actually know Ron Rivera doesn't want to do it. He he's, has said as much, but I just think the way that this is headed, um, we'll see him at some point, but I don't necessarily think it'll be this game or even next week. I just, you know, I, I really like Taylor Heineke. I think he's a, would be a really nice backup in the league. I just think yeah. they're starting to, to, to hit that ceiling with him to where, if they really get down in the hole, all right, let's not let's let's see what Kyle Allen has. But for now, I think it'll be Heineke for at least well, a little bit. A, a quick follow up on that one: it, Was Patterson a one-off last or two weeks ago, or will we see more carries for him? Good question. Um, I I don't know. I, I think we'll see a little bit more carries from him. It just depends how Gibson Shin is, is doing, and, and especially you know coming off the bye, did it help him? at that rest. Um, I don't know. I, that's a really good question. I, I don't know the answer to that one too clearly. Do you want to venture a score prediction? Uh, not really, but I'll say, uh, let's see, Tampa Bay 34, Washington 17. Uh, it, it feels like something like that for sure. Yeah, I like the, the spread's nine and a half, and I like Tampa Bay to cover. Matthew Paris covers the team for the Washington Times. You got anything coming up? What are we looking out for? Um, not, I mean, I do, uh, let's, I have a, uh, hopefully for Carolina and Washington next week, I have a cool, I'll have an interesting story at least, hopefully if everything goes right. I still need to do some reporting on it, but right. I'll go uh, tease that way. So just Very check out good. my work, washingtontimes.com slash sports and you can follow me. At, on Twitter at Matthew underscore Paris. Appreciate your time today. Hey, yeah, appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for having me.